This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. You're listening to the TMS Podcast from BBC Radio 5 Live. Well, hello and welcome to one of our four programmes where we're going to try and bring back to life the four Cricket World Cups that have been held in this country, 1975, 79, 83 and 1999. And we begin with the very first Men's World Cup 1975, and I am so thrilled we're joined by two men who took part in that historic event, a World Cup winner with the West Indies, Derek Murray, joining us from Trinidad, where I I should point out, by the way, uh, at the time of speaking, Derek, what time is it in Trinidad with you at the moment? It's 6.30 in the morning, so um, I'm just waking up to the beautiful (laughs) warm dawn, um, so... Nice to be here. Oh, it's it's brilliant to have you with us. And getting up so early, Dennis Amos, he's had a lie-in. Semi-finalist with England, uh, also got the tournament off to a cracking start with 137 runs on the very first day against India. And Dennis is in Birmingham, as I say, he didn't have to get up quite so early to join us. 1975, World Cup. Can you just sum up to begin with, what, when somebody says that to you, what, what does it bring to mind? Great excitement. Uh, it was the first uh, World Cup and um, we hadn't played uh, much one-day cricket prior to that. Domestically we had. Uh, I think we had the competition that started in 1963, which was Gillette Cup. That was 65 overs uh, and it eventually came down to 60 and then of course we had the one-day internationals. We had played a one-day international after the 74-75 series against Australia. So, um, and, and obviously I played uh, one or two prior to that, but a, a wonderful excitement. Uh, all the great teams coming together uh, in, in our country, in, in England, and everybody was just looking forward to it. And uh, we had a wonderful weather to kick-start it for the first match. I'm also delighted to say that Andy Zaltzman's in our London studio, able to join us. Uh, Andy, thank you very much. You're involved with all four programmes, looking forward to it, I'm sure. But can you, can you hit me with a stat straight away, Andy? Before the 75 World Cup, there had been only uh, 18 one-day internationals, three of which had been um, rained off. So were were no results. Uh, West Indies, who uh, whom Derek played for and ended up winning the tournament, had only played two matches. India had also played two, and Pakistan just three. Um, so it it shows quite how new the the concept of one day international cricket was. Okay, let let's get ourselves really in the mood. We're going to drop in every now and then a little bit of uh, of archive into our programmes. And I think this is certainly going to get Derek in the mood for things. Let's just listen to that very special moment at Lord's back in 1975. And Thompson has a wild hit at that bun and Murray throws it and he's out. He is out. Murray threw the ball down the thing and Australia have been beaten. West Indies have won. Derek, tell me that you can just picture in your mind, although it is ridiculous o'clock with you at the moment, so early, but just that ball into the glove. Does it still have a, have a vivid picture in your mind? It does indeed. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just uh, recalling it now. It, it really was, um, uh, as, as Dennis says, it, it was an exciting tournament. And for the culmination to, to come at, at that time and... Uh, you know, just the euphoria uh, that we've won. Um, didn't have much time to savor the moment on the field because uh, the crowd was rushing on uh, in, in 
some in ecstasy, some in disappointment, but it, it really was a, a tremendous feeling. It, it was 8.43, I believe, in, in the evening. Fortunately, it was Midsummer's Day and another glorious day in, in England. And really, it, it was just um, a, a wonderful, wonderful moment to be the, the first champions of, of the World Cup. OK, well, well, plenty more from you, Derek. I think first, maybe now, Andy, what we ought to do is just outline how the competition worked back in 75. Uh, well, in fact, it was eight nations in total. Uh, the six that were playing test cricket at the time, South Africa, uh, were out of international cricket due to apartheid at the time. Uh, so Sri Lanka and East Africa, which was a combination of four African countries, they were roundly hammered in all three of their games. Sri Lanka heavily beaten in, in two matches, put up a decent show against uh, against Australia. So there were no shocks in this this first World Cup. The first sort of upset came in 1979, uh, four years later. But there were some truly extraordinary matches. Um, uh, the, the first game famously ended up in England winning by more than 200 runs after India made a 132 for three in 60 overs, chasing a target of 335. There was an extraordinary semi-final, I'm sure um, we'll, we'll talk about with Dennis, where um, England and Australia had a very kind of thrilling, low-scoring game. Uh, England were bowled out for uh, 93, I think it was, Australia, 94 for six. Uh, and, and Derek, you were involved in um, one of the, the greatest World Cup matches uh, in, the, in the group stage against, against Pakistan, when you were involved in what is still the highest 10th wicket stand to win... A, a second innings chase in a one-day international when you, you put on 64 with Andy Roberts uh, to, to beat to beat Pakistan. Yeah, that that um, was was really a, a, a high point uh, for me personally uh, because uh, basically the the game was was done and dusted. Pakistan were were celebrating um, that that was at, at Edgbaston. Uh, I actually spoke to, to Andy Roberts last night. He's in Antigua, and, and we, we still stay in touch. Um, of course, he thinks he was the star of that show, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it it was great, and and really it, it defined the World Cup for the West Indies. Had we lost that game, we were out of the tournament. Um, uh, similar for for Pakistan, and you know it it was just. Great to eke out those runs. We had to, to get those 64 runs in, in 16 overs. And, and it was just eking them out. And, and we eventually won with two balls to spare. Well, what did you expect of yourself, Derek? What did you expect of the team going into the tournament, the West Indies? Well, we were just hopeful that, that we would do well. Um, we had the reputation of, of having particularly the, the batsmen who could thrill a crowd. Um, you know, score relatively quickly. Uh, so we were uh, really excited, looking forward to it. Um, ju just as Dennis has the honour of being the first centurion ever in World Cup cricket, um, it, it would have been great for West Indies to be the first ever winners. And, and so we were really looking forward to it. Uh, a little bit people were thinking this game suits the West Indians, so we should win. So I suppose there was a little bit of pressure as um, the favourite. But it was all a learning experience. You know, will we get our tactics right? Will we bowl the right bowlers at the right time? Will we ensure that, that all the bowlers got their 12 overs in and we didn't end up with one bowler having two overs to bowl at the end? And, but it really was uh, experimental in, in many ways. And, and you felt 
that look, what you do, what the other teams do, is also going to determine whether this um, experiment continues. And, you know, here we are talking about it many years later, so obviously it worked. Lillian Thompson, uh, Dennis, uh, the previous winter, England-Australia, it hadn't gone so well. What were the expectations of, of England? Well, on our home ground, uh, the expectations were, were, were quite high. We, we, uh, we, we got a very good side and uh, in, in every department. So I think that, uh, you know, we thought that uh, playing in our conditions that we had the advantage over uh, teams like, I mean, the West Indies were, were obviously, uh, as Derek says, uh, favourites because they had such a great side, so, so many great players in the team. Um, but we... We thought we fancied our chances to get to the uh, the final at least, and uh, and if we went, we met West Indies, we'd hope a, a lot of we'd have a lot of luck, and we might be able to beat them. But uh, yeah, we we were we were hopeful. Uh, we got in, in into that extraordinary match where the atmosphere uh, was conducive for swing bowling, and uh, and not only did it swing, but it also moved off the pitch as well. So um, Gary Gilmore had uh, a field day and made the ball talk. Uh, and he was virtually unplayable. And, and Clive Lloyd, we're going to hear an, an interview, a short interview with Clive in a few moments, Derek. He's an iconic figure, isn't he, of world cricket. Tell and, us about and, the man, about the captain. And Undoubtedly, and, and he's a, a charismatic leader, leads by example as well, because as, as Dennis was, was saying, you know, the, we, we are flair players, and, and so Clive was, was at the forefront of, of that. So it, it really was just um, gelling the, the team together and, and making sure that, that all the parts work because whether you're bowlers, you're, you're batsmen, it, it was all well and good to, to be saying, OK, let's restrict the batsmen. But, you know, when you've got bowlers like, like Andy Roberts, Bernard Julian, uh, Van Bernholder, Keith Boyce, you know, they want to get wickets. So, you know, while the, the captain may be thinking, look, containment and, you know, I'll set a field on the offside or so, they want to be bowling in-swingers and out-swingers and everything else. So it, it was interesting trying to hold it all together. We asked for some response on Twitter leading into the, this programme and Ken Grimes said he was at Headingley for England-Australia semi-final crazy game. Any more stats to throw at us, Andy? Any, any sort of references to what we've, we've talked about so far? Well, a couple of things. On, on Dennis's uh, innings on that, that first day, uh, 137, uh, that remained England's highest score in a World Cup match until Andrew Strauss made 158 against India in 2011. On the, the same opening day, all eight teams played on the, on the 7th of June 1975. Glenn Turner of New Zealand made 171 uh, not out. Um, and uh, against East Africa, and uh, remarkably, Sunil Gavaskar's innings, 36 of 174, was not the slowest of the day. Mehmood Qureshi of East Africa made 16 not out of 88 balls as East Africa crawled to 128 for 8 off 60. And it shows, I guess, the uh, there was a, a degree of inequality, I guess, between the teams in terms of experience. Obviously, no, none of the teams were particularly experienced in international cricket. But if you look at the, uh, obviously, the England team, they'd all played county cricket for years. The West Indian team had a core of, well, the majority of the side, uh, including Derek, had played several seasons in county cricket. And by comparison, India, Sunil Gavaskar, I think it was in his eighth um, list day, one day match. Karsan Gavri, the um, uh, bowl, uh, opening bowler, took naught for 83 off 11. He'd also only played seven or eight uh, matches. So there was a big disparity in, in, in limited over experience in that tournament. Losing the semi-final to Australia, they won by four wickets. Uh, Gilmore, Gary Gilmore, 12 over, six maidens, six for 14. What was all that about, Dennis? And, and, and 
And, you know, we, we, we make such big thing about the disappointment, the agony, the pain. This was such a new competition. Did, did it feel a, a painful experience there in that semi-final, not getting through to the final? Oh, very painful, yes. I mean, the, we, we thought we, we, we got a great chance of getting through to the final and to go out in such a, 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 a dismal way was... Uh, yeah, it, it, it really did hurt. And um, so there were two things there, being bowled out for 89, uh, although the conditions were uh, very special for swing and seam bowling. Uh, and uh, especially when Gary was bowling, Gary Gilmore was bowling, uh, and not to get to the final and play the West Indies on, on home soil in our own country, that, that uh, it, it hurt, it hurt very much. So the West Indies beat New Zealand by five wickets in their semi-final at the Oval to get through to the final. Before we hear from, from Derek on that final at Lords, let's hear from, from the captain himself, the West Indian captain, Clive Lloyd. In the first World Cup, we had a lot of young players. We had just come back from India. It was my first tour as captain. We were successful. It was close series at 3-2, so we were bubbling too. And We had a beast Pakistan at Birmingham to qualify. We won, and we realised that, yeah, we have a chance of winning. We continued and did extremely well and won it in front of, you know, a lot of West Indians. So it was quite exciting for us, and um, that in itself gave us that impetus to do well in test matches, which we did. And um, so that was, the, I think, the starting point of, of, the, of our great run. Clive, the, the wonderful 100 you scored in the final, where does that rank when you look back in your career and in, in, your, in your achievements? Yeah, one of the best in England I've played, uh, because... We were struggling, we were two or three down, and can I and myself, you know, I got dropped. And from then on, there and then I started time ball quite well. I said, hey, this looked like my day. And playing the Australians too now, they, they were not the best runners between the wickets. So we knew that, you know, we had to look for those sort of things too. And lifting the trophy, the first ever World Cup at Lords, how do, how do you recall those feelings? Oh, yes, well, that, that's just. I mean, you'd never be another first, so, you know, to, to, to be the champions of the world. And, um, and we have five million people, and we made a lot of people happy. That's uh, Clive Lloyd. Kelvin's been on, on, on Twitter. He says, I was there in 75, only time I've been to Lords. I think he liked it. Noisy, uncomfortable seats, pitch invasion, Viv's runouts, Frederick's hit wicket, Lloyd was amazing, and Norman Wisdom sat behind me. And it was very hot. Um, if you don't know who Norman Wisdom is, by the way, you're that young, I suggest you just go on a search engine um, to, to look at that. What do the Australians make of it, I wonder? Let's hear from uh, Ian Chappell on the run-outs, uh, on, on the World Cup finals as a whole. Ian Chappell. We all got off the bus, and there was a lot of West Indies supporters all milling around behind the pavilion there at Lord's when we got off the bus. And they were terrific. Lloydie's, uh, Lloydie's 100, I, I sent them in because it was an early start and I thought if it's going to do anything, do something there. I reckon we got, we had them three for 51 or something like that and I reckon we had Rowan caught behind off a no ball from Jeff Thompson. But Rowan, I mean I knew, I knew Rowan pretty well because I'd captained against him in the West Indies in 73 and I played against him here 68-9. So I knew Rowan fairly well and you know, I knew he was a bloody good player. And uh, he played, I mean, he doesn't get much kudos, really. Lloydie gets all the kudos for making 100. But he really steadied things uh, after, you know, we got some early wickets. And then Lloydie just came in and blasted us. Here's Lloyd. 
with his first ball. He comes in to Ian Chappell, captain to captain. And Chappell is on the front foot. There's hesitation between running, uh, running between the wickets. There's an appeal. He's out. Brilliant bit of fielding by Richards. A brilliant bit of fielding by Richards. Runs Turner out. The first one, I don't think it was out. I, I never thought it was out. And I've seen photos since Alan Turner. If you look at the photo, he's, you know, he's level with the stumps. And the bales are not very far off. Because I, I, I remember looking back. He was a bit, I mean, it was, there was a, you know, an easy run there, but he was a bit slow out of the blocks. So I looked back to see how he was going. And even just looking back, I thought, mm, that's not out, and, but it was given out. There's Ian Chappell waiting as Roberts comes in, bursts him, and he shuffles across outside the offside, plays it square on the offside. A misunderstanding between batsmen and fielders, and he's run out. Greg Chappell is run out. But Richard threw the ball there and hit the stumps. The off bail came off. I mean, if Greg didn't think there was a run, he would have sent me back because, um, uh, you know, he, he said afterwards he thought there was a run there. But Viv, I mean, Viv threw him down from side on and then I got run out. Stopped by Richards and the ball comes into line. There's the third run out. Ian Chappell, run out for 62. Every time Australia have got themselves into some sort of position where they look as though they're a counter-attack attacking with success and run out has happened and then uh, there was two more well the last wicket fell to a run out uh, I think they tried to sneak a single and um, Derek Murray threw the stumps down from with the gloves on you know even though we're chasing a big total I thought we had a chance oh, of getting him Dennison Tomo uh, they got back, you close yeah they got us very close um, so it was yeah as I say apart from losing you never like to lose but it was it was a very good day for cricket, I thought. Ian Chappell basically saying, you know, it, it was great for world cricket. Is that the way you look at it, Derek Murray? Great for West Indian cricket, but also great for, for world cricket. Is that the way it felt to you at the time? Or looking back even more so? Yes, it, it did. Um, because, as, as I say, from the start of the tournament, it, it was experimental. Uh, by the time we, we got to the final, uh, you knew that, this uh, World Cup cricket was here to stay. It, it was no longer an experiment. It was absolutely successful. The, the English public, and, and in the English public, I am uh, including all those uh, West Indians, Indians, Pakistanis who were living there. Um, they just came out. The grounds were full. Uh, the excitement was, was there. And so getting to the final was a really, really special day. And, and you get to Lords and, and you see all different people there, uh, different in the sense that, yes, there were loads of West Indians, loads of English, but there were the Australians, New Zealanders, everybody would, had come out to see this special occasion, the final. Uh, Lords at its most glorious, uh, Midsummer's Day, you couldn't want anything more. And, you know, it really was a great atmosphere. By the time we had got to that stage of the tournament, we were actually going through the preliminary games and it looked as though um, the uh, organisers' wish of a West Indies-England final would have come off. Uh, uh, but of course, there was uh, England had that uh, extraordinary semi-final with, with Australia. So it was West Indies Australia, and and really, you you just walked out on onto the field and, and you just knew this is what um, 
any sport would want the, the kind of excitement being generated in the crowd. That's the kind of atmosphere you want. Viv Richards, Sir Vivian Richards. Everybody knows about the batting, but here we're talking about some, some pretty amazing fielding as well. I can't imagine a lot of work was done on fielding. Perhaps it was, you'll correct me on that, but, but that display in the field. Um, no, that, that was unbelievable. And then for one person to be hitting the stumps as well, uh, because you tend to think that runouts are usually affected by, you know, the fieldsman getting the ball quickly into the wicketkeeper or the, the bowler. But Viv actually hit the stumps three occasions to, to run out uh, three three players. And I mean, even for a, a team to get three runouts um, against them, um, you know, you think they are a little bit un, unlucky. But but in the end, it, it was five. I'm, I'm really upset that... Um, they didn't count the last one as a stump because I would still love to see, you know, um, stump Marie Bowl holder or something like that. But um, but be that as it may, um, you know, run outs kind of won the, the game for us and, and Viv was at the centre of that. Mike Bell was on Twitter saying, talking about a game at Old Trafford, actually, India versus New Zealand earlier in the tournament, says Farouk Engineer played for Lancashire, of course, when he was given out LBW to Sir Richard Hadley. Huge boos. He said, we did what we called a full dog day, ending up in a nightclub in Manchester at 2am in our cricket whites. Uh, Derek, a, a few weeks on, did you end up in a nightclub the, the day before you then had to turn out for Warwickshire in a Sunday league game? Or what was the celebrating? How did you celebrate? Because there are photographs I've seen of the Australians actually in the dressing room, all seem to be sort of having a drink and, and, and getting on well together after the game. Is, it, is that right? Do you have memories of that? Yeah, we, we did, um, you know, have a few moments together as, as um, rivals do. But again, everybody had to, to go back to, to where they, they were. Uh, and while you imagine that if we'd won, we in London, we're going to go to all the nightclubs, etc., you know, my, my wife was there in the crowd, so again, you, you're ready to, to party. Um, but kind of at, uh, getting back to the, the hotel at about 10, 30, 11, um, you know, you just didn't think, um, what do we do now? It, it almost was, was a bit of an anticlimax, but um, I say almost. It, it would never be an anticlimax. It just wasn't the, the partying in the the pools in Trafalgar Square or anything like that. You know, it was far more sedate and, and some of our players had to, to go off to, to get back to their counties. So, Derek, you've never jumped in the water at Trafalgar Square. Perhaps you need to come and do that celebration. We'll all be there to help you relive that moment, perhaps, of 1975. You, but the, that, the thing is, Andy, that would be tremendous. Andy any, any, any more to throw at us in terms of the final and the tournament? Well, Clive Lloyd's innings were one of, the, I think, one of the greatest in, in in international cricket history, and one of the most influential, I guess, in terms of helping to popularise the the shorter formats of the game. An eighty-two ball hundred that was the fastest in ODI cricket until nineteen eighty, and it remained the fastest hundred in World Cup cricket until two thousand and three. Uh, it was. Uh, to, to put it in context of the scoring rates at the time, that first World Cup runs were scored at 3.9 per over. Uh, the 2015 World Cup, the most recent one, it was 5.6. In 1975, there were 28 sixes hit in the entire tournament in 15 matches, so just under two per match. And in the 2015 World Cup, it was uh, fractionally under 10 per match. So to, for someone to play an innings like that in the context of cricket, at the time, I think you, you could say that was one of the most influential individual innings played in the in the history of cricket. 
Derek, would you agree? Certainly, um, and certainly the impact it had on, on us on the day was outstanding to, to get to 291 um, and, and then have your captain uh, lead the way in that. Um, you, you know, that was the, the icing on the cake. Dennis, did you think he was here to stay after all that? And we should point out, by the way, Dennis, the other thing that perhaps we haven't illustrated here is for, for those that sort of take it as, as, as being commonplace now, that, of course, uh, Andy referenced this, so many games actually played on the same day, um, let alone sort of live TV coverage, all that sort of thing. It was very difficult for you to keep in touch, I suppose, a little bit with the tournament and games you, you weren't involved with. But did you think uh, and had experienced enough to think this is here to stay? Yes, definitely. Um the great thing was that county cricket was going through a very difficult time in the 60s. Um, we had that, that uh, letter that went out to all the counties saying, were you enjoying cricket? And I think there was a certain club, I don't think I should name them, but uh, most of the players said they weren't. We came along with Gillette Cup cricket, 65 overs, and that was a renaissance for, for the game. And it got better and better, and suddenly we had World Cup cricket uh, 10 or 11 years later and um, it was it was just a wonderful, wonderful summer. Some uh, marvellous cricket being played, great sides, the greatest players in the game all coming together uh, with the great weather and uh, some marvellous cricket and you knew uh, the cricket was the winner. West Indies were the winners, they were the best side. Definitely thought after being part of it and playing in it that uh, one day cricket had really finally arrived with, with, with international cricket and the World Cup, and that was going to be uh, the way forward. Derek, Dennis, it's a privilege to hear you two talk about this now. Thank you very much for your time. Andy Zaltzman, have you any last-minute thoughts to throw our way? Well, just on, on England in that tournament, their bowlers collectively averaged uh, 17 runs per wicket. It's the lowest by any team in a World Cup and went for 2.5 and over. They're the only team ever to go for under 3 and over for an entire World Cup. Um, so I guess they put in a pretty decent performance on just that one slightly freakish game. Gary Gilmore uh, took 5 wickets in the final as well. So 11 wickets in the semi and final for 62 runs in 24 overs combined. Only one other bowler has ever taken more than 6 wickets in a semi and final combined and that was Shane Warne who had uh, eight wickets um, in the semi and final of the 99 World Cup. As always, Andy, outstanding. Thank you for that. I look forward to hearing from Andy again in, in the other programmes. As I say, to Derek Murray and also to Dennis Amos, thank you both, especially for those who would have enjoyed listening to their commentary at the time. I think we'll leave the, the final word to the former BBC cricket correspondent, Brian Johnson. West Indies have won by 17 runs at 8.42pm at Lords on June the 21st, 1975. I wish all of you could have been here with us to enjoy it. And with that, goodbye from Lords and back to all your studios. The TMS Podcast from BBC Radio 5 Live.